Hi, welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that is super important to food trucks, and then I'm going to explain some of the details on why this has to be a top priority for all food trucks. Every food truck owner at some point is going to run into a rule or regulation that they just don't like and that they don't understand. And they have two choices. They can either seek knowledge and learn why this procedure or this policy or this rule is in place and then adhere to the rule, or they can do what a whole lot of food truck owners do, and that is to figure out a workaround to get away from not having to do the rule. So here becomes the problem. When enough food truck owners ignore the rules, guess what happens in your local city? The officials get together and go, we must put a rule in place to stop these food truck owners from doing things they're not supposed to do. So now there's a new rule put in place. One more hoop for you to have to jump through and all the new folks to have to jump through because there was a handful of truck owners that said, nah, these rules don't apply to me. This is stupid. I used to eat dirt as a kid. Doesn't matter. So let's talk about home food storage. There are legal ways of cooking and preparing foods at home that you can sell to the public, but guess what? None of those involve any kind of protein storage or anything that needs to be refrigerated or anything that could potentially hurt somebody. So you can do cottage foods, which are basically dried foods, hard candies. You can do baked goods that don't require any kind of refrigeration after they're processed. They don't have icing that's going to require refrigeration. You can do cookies and brownies and cakes and breads and that kind of thing, all in a home kitchen. But there are certain rules and regulations that have to be followed to let people know that, hey, this food has been cooked in a kitchen that's never been inspected. So basically, eat at your own risk. Now, imagine the food truck owner that goes out and buys a food product and discovers, oh crap, my kids don't like this, my family doesn't like it, I'll just sell it on my food truck. Would you want to go up to that food truck knowing full well that the food has not been handled properly, it's not had any kind of HACEP plan applied to it until it got on the food truck? Because remember, a HACEP plan is not only your plan, but the food delivery company's plan and the food processor, it's their plan. And if it's a farm, the people that grow it, they all have a HACEP plan. So it creates a chain, an evidence chain, if you will, going from the point that the food was either grown or the meat was processed all the way through how it was stored all the way how it was packaged all the way how it was distributed to a company that's going to put it on a truck and drive it somewhere all of those things have critical control points and they have to be recorded so that at some point when someone gets sick they start with the most recent holder of the food so if you cook up something and it makes somebody sick and that person goes to the health department and says, hey, I ate food from that food truck and man, I got sick. The health department is obligated to come inspect you. And part of that inspection process is I need to know this particular food and how it was handled on your food truck. So you have a food that potentially has made somebody sick. And if you had that food in home storage, guess what? You're responsible. And your insurance companies go, eh, eh, you didn't follow the proper rules and procedures for handling the food we aren't liable to cover the guest. You are. So now you got to pay for all the, the tests and all the, the health care that this person might need. And that falls on you. And guess what? If you think your LLC will protect you, you'd be wrong too. So the insurance company washes their hands up and go, nope, you didn't handle things correctly. The LLC protection goes, nope. So that's on you as a person. 
because you took the food out of your personal kitchen and put it onto the business and thought it was a hunky-dory. Doesn't work that way. Understand your responsibilities as a business. I don't care that when you were a kid you ate raw cookie dough. I don't care about those things. The rules and regulations are written for the weakest person they are intended to cover. So understand that, the weakest person they're intended to cover. So you take a product you stored at home, bring it into your food truck, you've broken the chain of protection of that food by storing it somewhere without benefit of any kind of inspection, without benefit of any kind of procedure in place to make sure that the refrigeration's working properly, the freezer's working properly, that there aren't dogs and cats and stuff running all over the house, shedding fur and getting all over the food. There aren't children that are swiping their nose and then wiping it on the box that it's stored in, or just running their hand through the bag of food to pull it out with all kinds of germs and stuff laden on the food, as well as any other food that they incidentally touched when they pulled out the food they wanted to consume. If you don't understand those things are possible, get out of the food business. Get into something where you can't hurt somebody. I've been doing this long enough to know you will eventually be accused of making someone sick. Now whether you did or didn't doesn't matter. You'll be accused of it. And at the point that you're accused of it, you have to produce those records that show how you handled the food from the time you received it until the time it was given to the guest and every single step in between. And they will forensically look at that process and go, wait a minute, look at this time gap. Look at this date gap. Why was this food being held for so long? Where was it being held at? They'll notice that the times don't match up quite right. They'll figure it out. So when somebody does get sick and you have to produce those records, you want everything to be perfect on your side. So that way it proves that your business is not the one that contributed to making somebody sick. Then they go to the distributors and ask them for their records because they want to figure out what process broke down and then fix it. That's their goal. They don't want to lay blame. They want to make sure that whatever has happened doesn't happen again. That's why you see all these recalls right now on the onions, for instance. They went backwards going from, well, it wasn't the restaurant's fault. Well, it wasn't the distributor's fault. Oh, look, it's the farmers and the process they did. So a HACEP plan is not just your plan and it's not just some paperwork you need to pencil with. It's a process and a procedure to help keep the weakest people in our society safe. The people that have immune issues, the people that may be sensitive to certain fruits and vegetables, they have to know that their food is being processed in a safe manner. And you can't do that when you take stuff home and go, hey, well, we don't like it, we'll just put it on the food truck and sell it. Doesn't work that way. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit the support button and follow the links in the description. Any offer and support would be awesome. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded, supportive, positive people, check out our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. You're going to find a whole bunch of information and inspiration for the awesome membership. Thank you guys so much for listening. I certainly hope you're finding the information useful, and I certainly hope you apply it in your food truck business. Y'all have a great day. Come back tomorrow, and I'll have another topic.